Welcome to the new season of the Live Your Spa Life Show. The SPA and SPA Life stands for Seek Power Always, that divine power within you to do what you're here to do. The theme for this season is Freedom Fighter. Amazing people like you share ways to ensure your freedom physically, financially, spiritually, and in your relationships to create a world-class life. In these times of uncertainty, it's time for you to move past the distractions and start trusting yourself more through your God-given knowingness. No one truly knows better what's best for you than you. In this season, you'll have plenty of examples of people choosing their best life and giving a voice of freedom to those who are also looking to have their best life. Thank you for sharing your precious time with us and being part of the Spa Life Conversation. With us today is Casey Haston. She is the Director of Recruiting and Coaching with VIP, podcast host of the We Are VIP podcast, Journal Junkie, and the Networking Ninja. Her mission is to help raise the consciousness of the world by helping those she touches to learn to be at choice. Love that sister. To accomplish this mission, she focuses on the importance of mindset first and foremost and teaches her clients how to live at choice and how to co-create the reality through managing perceptions. Casey, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here with you today. Ah, so good. So tell me about uh, your most recent passion project, uh, the Awaken Your Potential Journal. Well, I could talk to you for a year about this journal, but it really kind of came out of, you know, a passion of mine. So I'm not only a journal junkie, I'm a bookworm. And so I'm always reading self-help books, professional development books, anything that I think is going to help me just get better. Any little life hack that I can add to my system, right? And it got to be, I read so many books and I was adding so many different layers to what I was doing to improve my life that it almost got to be a full-time job, you know, and I was carrying around five and six journals at a time because for each different area of my life, and it was ridiculous. I literally had to get a cart with wheels to get all my stuff up to the office. It was, it's crazy. And I was like, why am I doing this? There's gotta be a journal out there that has everything in one place. And I searched and I searched and I searched and it didn't exist. Mm -hmm. And so I decided that I would just, and this is the way I do things. I'm, I'm like, you know, big idea. Okay. Now how do we do that? You know? And so I was like, I'm just going to design a journal. I'm going to design the journal I want for me. And that way I don't have to worry about it. But as I started designing it, and it started, I started talking to people about it. I found out there's a lot of people like me and a lot of people are interested in this journal. And so we just went full steam ahead, hired all the professionals and just recently um, got our first print run. Nice. So great. So, you know, aside from you not finding the one that you liked, what really inspired you about this journal? Like what are some of the aspects, like, you know, if you're carrying around several different ones, what did you find were missing and what are some of the key components you put into this journal that you kind of had everything under one roof? That, and that's a really great question. Um, so there's six different sections with what I call like a secret section in this book. Okay. So it's more like a workbook than a journal. It starts with mindset and then affirmations, efficiency. So that's your habit stacking. That's how you can get more stuff done, right? By stacking those habits. Um, goal setting. Goal setting's huge. I am 
I love to set goals. I just set my new year's goals, um, not resolutions, but goals, you know, and I, you have to write them down and I've given you the perfect format to do this in this journal. Um, after goal setting is productivity. Now that's the bulk of the journal because there's 13 weeks. It's a quarterly journal and there's two pages per day in, in this. So there's 404 pages total in this book. It's incredible. It's, I love it. And, um, so then you have productivity and then the last section, um, last two sections, you've got finance and then you've also got lists. Okay. But here's what's so cool because all, every section integrates and correlates to another section, but really the productivity, the daily pages are what brings it all together. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so when I told you there's a hidden section on here, their health is built into this book. So each day, and I know uh, so many people, especially women, they're like, you want me to record my weight every day? Yes, I do. I want you to be aware of it, you know, and I want you to be cognizant. You, there's a place for you to record your exercise too. And if you see a lot of blank exercise pages, you know, this is all about accountability. That's what this book is about, right? But then at the end of the week, here's what's just, I think, brilliant because, and I literally had a book for this too, okay? Um, we do our weekly review and our weekly preview. On the daily pages, it's got a little box for you to check. Morning ritual, this is your mindset. Goes back to that very beginning. You know, this is how we start tying it all together. Um, the productivity section, there's a place for you to do your calendar for the day. I write my calendar down every morning. That's the only way that I know exactly what I'm going to get done. And I also do it at the beginning of the week. I'll hit the highlights, do the 30,000 foot view, right? But then after you do your weekly review, you know, what went well, what didn't go well, what do we need to change? Then you do your weekly preview. What's coming up? What do I got to get prepared for? And sometimes I will do this two weeks in advance, depending on what I have going on, just because I know like with you, you've got speaking engagements, things you've got to get prepared for and time can get away from you. But after that, here's the other little health secret. Meal planning. Each week, there's meal planning, plus a grocery list that you can tear out while you're meal planning. So I really feel like I, I, I've thought of it all. I mean, if there's something not in there, let me know, because I am certainly okay <laughs> with adding more pages. <laughs> well, I love how robust it is because, you know, when we look at all the different aspects of our life, we can look at how are we choosing to live our life? You know, we we're talking here about, you know, freedom and how we build that into our life. And we do that by looking at all the different aspects of our life. And I love that you put in there about health. And, you know, I don't know anyone who likes getting on the scale and regardless of what that number is, there's a lot of psychological things around that. And so, but by looking at it, it takes the fear away from it mm -hmm. and it sees are you moving in the direction that you want or are you moving away from it? And I think if we've learned anything in the last couple of years that we have to take more responsibility for our own health, our own immune system, you know, we can't just delegate that. And, you know, people who think they're just going to wear something over their face and that's going to make the difference in their world about, you know, their health, um, they're missing a lot of components, right? And so these are the kind of conversations that we want to look at is what are you specifically doing? And I love the accountability ability aspect of this to do the things that you want to do in your life. And it's not just the goals, right? It's about looking at the whole picture. It's about what do you really truly want? So you talked about uh, the uh, habit stacking. And I love that because, you know, it's our habits that make a difference. What do you, what have you found are the um, positive habits that you've created that you've stacked in your life that make all the difference in your daily experience? You know, I believe probably the most important habit that I have formed, um, and it's going to sound a little insane, but I'm sure you'll probably understand, is mindfulness. 
meditation mm-hmm. and mindfulness. I cannot get through a day now. I, I have such a monkey brain and it just goes, 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 goes. And when I force myself to sit down and whether it's a guided meditation or just time to turn inward and reflect, I find that I enter the day with so much peace and I'm so my, my brain is just calmed down so that I can focus on what I need to get done. Otherwise it's just like, pew, 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 you know? <laughs> yeah. It is so important. You know, I love that about the monkey brain because, you know, um, I I've always heard that your, your mind is a bad neighborhood. You shouldn't go there. there alone. <laughs> and <laughs> you know, you want to be able to center your thoughts, right. And get really clear about what you're doing and as you're moving forward. And you know, having awareness, right? We want to have awareness around what's important to us. You know, what are we hearing in the world? How are we distilling that? And only giving ourselves that that silent time where we can actually hear the wisdom, right? That we have within mm-hmm. ourselves. I mean, there's so much outside chatter that's going on. We have to be able to take all that information and distill it and make sense of our world. And doing that from a place of, of silence is, you know, it's so, so important. Um, you know, you talk about the productivity as the bulk of it. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people get sometimes confused as far as what um, what should be their priorities and how do they structure their day and are they really being productive? I mean, sometimes there's so many different distractions that, yes, we can get things done, but are they the right things that um, are getting done? So how are you utilizing the um, productivity in a way that you feel like you're actually moving forward? It's a, and that's a great question. And one of the one of the sections in the journal on the productivity side, because I, I know you don't you can't see it, but I mean, there's like there's two sides. One's more about health and wellness and mindset, and then the other side of the daily page is more about the productivity. And then there's um, but I have what most people call them like your big three, your big rocks, your three rocks, whatever you want to call it, depending on which system you've most recently read. Um, But I have my big three and my big three are typically tied back to my goals. Okay. And so I know without a doubt, and I'm real big on not leaving white space on my schedule, even if it's just schedule focus time, schedule, you know, time to go meditate or take a couple of deep breaths. I like that time on there. And I know that sounds really rigid and I'm not saying that I'm not flexible, but I also know these are the things I have to get done. Everything else is just noise and the noise can be pushed to the next day. But these are the things I have to get done to accomplish my goals and to accomplish my dreams. Right. I'm a big fan of the the calendar. I believe that, you know, if you're living with intention and you're living the life that you want to leave, you want to make sure that you have the things on there that mean something to you. And I think the things that people leave off the most on their calendar are the things that, you know, uh, are self-help and things that that restore them and things are self-care. And, you know, whether it's going to the gym or walking out in nature or, you know, whatever that is, put it in there. So you make sure that you're safeguarding those important things that allow you to restore, that allow you to be present, that allow you to do all the other things. And I think sometimes people forget those aspects of it. Um, You know, Casey, I want to jump into a little, talking a little bit about fear. Um, And you talk about um, recognizing the scripts and asking yourself, is this true? How do you utilize that? So I think the way that I utilize that the best is really you know, I'm a, I'm a certified energy coach, um, a core energy coach. And so I think really the way that I use that is like, what lens do I want to see this through? Okay. Am I seeing this as a victim? Is that how I'm hearing this? 
And is that true or am I angry? You know, that's what we call a level two. And these are very catabolic levels. They're not sustainable and they're very destructive levels, right? But whenever, and I can give you a perfect example of this. So in level three is where we're starting to shift into that anabolic, right? But it depends on how much of level three, like if I say, everything's fine. We call this the band-aid level. Everything's <laughs> fine. I'm still a little catabolic, right? I'm still on that angry side, but I'm like, if I'm saying everything's fine. Now I'm starting to shift and get into those higher energy levels where I can, where it's more sustainable, where I can live life. Like I said, at choice, and this is the choice we get to make every single day. Where are we going to reside on that energy level? And so for me, um, not too long ago, I had a coworker that sent me an email and it was obviously meant to get me to react a certain way, not a good way. And it was at that moment that I sat there and of course, and th that makes you a little bit afraid too, because you're like, how are they going to respond when I respond? Right. Or what are the higher ups going to do, you know, when they see this? Um, and, but instead I just took a moment. I took a couple of breaths. I'm like, it's okay. It's okay. And my response was not what they had intended, nor what it was. I mean, they were trying to pick a fight, obviously, you know? And so, but by not reacting out of fear and by reacting at choice on how I was going to respond made all the difference in the world in that situation. Yeah. You know, it is, is so important to, you know, distance ourselves, right? I mean, cause so many times we'll jump in just from the emotionality of things. And, you know, this is what we're seeing in the world that people are, are reacting in so many different ways versus taking that moment to see what is true and then to be able to respond from a centered place, right. And something where they can be really clear about what's going on. And I think that that's going to help, bridge the gap of people being able to communicate better is when they look at what are the things that are triggering them and you know as you said asking that question about you know is it true and i think anytime you look at how you approach things you're going to be approaching it from a place where you can access more of your knowing and your knowledge and be able to do it from um, a really deep perspective. So you talked about being uh, kind of a, a book junkie and people who you know, like to do a lot of self-improvement. What are some of your, your favorite uh, books and tools that you've used to um, help you on your path? I have used so many, but I have some definite go-tos. And I actually, in the journal, I give you a list of recommended resources. And these are books that I've actually read that, I mean, some way, somehow, all of them are wrapped up in this journal somehow. So, but probably my most favorite book is going to be The Miracle Morning by Hal Elrod. Mm -hmm. um, if you've not read that, that's fabulous. I, it may be going a little bit far, but I don't think so to say that book changed my life because that's really what set me on this path to self-discovery, the journaling, everything. Yeah. Um, so, and next to that is probably uh, The Five Second Rule by Mel Robbins. I, I love, love that one. Yeah. <laughs> And I'm actually listening to her most recent one, The High Five Habit, which I'm loving. So if you've not read that one or listened to it, it's amazing. Um, then the third one that I would recommend, and this is one that whenever I'm mentoring young executives or people that are just graduating from college, this is the book I give them because I think it sets such a great foundation for life and for success. And that's The Go-Giver by Bob Berg and John David Mann. Mm hmm. Yes. You know, just to touch a little bit on the five second rule for people who aren't familiar with it, you definitely need to listen to Mel Robbins. You know, it's, it's such a, a great tool and a reminder of 
how we are procrastinators by by design in so many different ways. And by using that five second rule, it basically urges you to act within that five seconds. Because if you mm-hmm. let that five seconds go, then that's where the you know, monkey mind jumps in and you start having all these excuses and all these delays. I mean, for anybody who has said, hey, I'm going to get up early in the morning and go to the gym and has hit the snooze button and they can't find their, their tennis shoes or, or, you know, all the d- different delays that happen, you know, it encourages you to, uh, you know, to jump into things and to stay into action with the things that we've committed, which takes us back to what you're talking about with your journal. And I'm such a fan of looking at your calendar the night before, right? Because you go to bed differently if you know I need to be up at six versus 10 or, or do I need to work from home or am I going somewhere? Like when you have it set what it is and you've made that commitment, when you wake up in the morning, you can just act on it and you can just move. The morning is not when you want to decide what you're going to do, right? You already want to know what direction you're going in and what that actually looks like. So in this travel and path of life, you know, we have different things that can disempower us. And so I'd love for you to share um, what are some of your disempowering moments and how you've moved through them to stand in your power. Um. I am going to go a little bit personal on this one and tell you that probably the time that I was most disempowered was when I was married and I, I've learned a lot since then. But the one thing that I didn't know back then, the young Casey didn't know was that it was okay to be me. I always felt like I was Mm. having to be this make believe wife so that I kept the family happy, kept them, everybody together. And by doing that, I was limiting myself. Because I believed it when I was told that you're not good enough to do that. You're not pretty enough to do that. You're not, you're being a bad mom because you're doing that. When doing that was going to school and it was taking time away. So that was a dark time in my life where I was very disempowered because I didn't know who I was. Um, But fast forward now, today, I very much know who I am and I very much will, you know, I, I'm not going to my, let me just tell you my number one core value today is authenticity. So who you see today is who you're going to get tomorrow, who you're going to get the next day. And that is so important to me. And if, if you don't like the Casey that shows up, that's okay. We're not supposed to be in the same tribe. You know, it's okay. Not everybody's going to like me, but I like me. And that's the only one that matters. Right. I I love that so much. And, you know, in this conversation about, you know, fighting for your freedom and being at choice about who you want to be in the world, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, we're hearing now that, you know, there's so many people that are are dealing with depression and suicides high. And just there's so many disenchantment with people are going on because things have changed in a way that I think some people weren't prepared for. But, you know, life is change, right? We know that these things are going to happen. It's how we're going to react to these things and how we're going to be in this. Um, you know, speak to someone who may be in that place now who um, maybe are not being their authentic self, right? They're not showing up in that way. What are some of the steps that you took that allowed you to claim that? Um, first of all, I quit letting others define me. Mm-hmm. I, I do not let anybody else define me, nor do I seek their approval. I That's not, and that I think was the biggest lesson that I had to learn was to not try to seek others approval, to try to control whether or not they approved me, not to try to fix all, you know, you go around on the edges and trying to fix all the situations so that it turns out the way you want it to. 
that was the biggest piece that I had to come to grips with. And that's what I would encourage others to do, because just because somebody says something to you, think about it like this. It's more like a mirror. It's more like they're talking to themselves when they share that with you, a flaw or something they don't like about you. They really need to turn that inward and figure out what it is about their, themselves that they don't like, because it's not really about you. Right. They're just reflecting on you. Right. So really just, you know, grab that power and know inside and out. You know, I, I talk about, you know, tending your inner garden, you know, pull those weeds out, get them out and just go know that you are a beautiful human being. And no matter what anybody else says about you, that's not going to change if you've got your inner landscape in control. Absolutely. You know, it reminds me of that saying, what other people think of you is none of your business. I right? love that saying. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because, you know, so much of what people think is uh, spontaneous. It's a reflection of where they are in the moment. Mm -hmm. And most people aren't actually that into what's happening to you, right? It's about what's going on in their world. And it's just a lot of times a reaction to what's going on and, and how, how that's affecting them. So a lot of times if we can look at things from a, instead of it being a personal attack, it's about, oh, wonder what's going on with them. Be curious about what's happening with them. Then it doesn't mm -hmm. land as crazy on us and, and what that looks like. So um, one of the things in terms of, of being at choice and creating the life that you want to live, there's one thing I always love asking is that we live differently in our bedroom versus our kitchen or our office. So what is your favorite room in your home and why? Um, I'm going to say my living room. Um, I love to have a fire going, although we don't get to have fires very often in Texas, but when we do, we love them. Um, so I love to, there's nothing that makes me happier than having a fire going in the fireplace, sitting in my favorite chair with my little fur babies and reading. It's just to me, that's my happy place. Nice. So fun. So you talked about, you know, here we are at the, the beginning of a new year and you talked about that, uh, you've set some, some goals. What, uh, what's in store for you this year? Um, the biggest goal I've set is promoting the journal. So I'm really wanting to get that out there to get it as, as many hands as possible so that we can start, you know, as I said, raising the consciousness of the world, because I believe once I, I, I believe a lot of people go through life asleep, mm -hmm. right? And that's why the name of the journal is awaken your potential. Um, there are going to be other series that come out of this as well. Um, and really my goal is to get on stages so that I can help people start working through this because I know the system works. It's worked for me. I, you know, whenever people ask me what I do, I'm like, well, I do this and I do this and I do this and I do this. And they're like, when do you sleep? And I'm like, oh, believe me, I sleep. That's real important to me too, you know? Right. And kind of going back to the journal, you said something earlier about self-care, which I think is so critical. So another, um, piece that I've built into the journal is your morning and your evening rituals. And in the morning, we start with gratitude. There's a place for you to write down what you're grateful for. In the evening, we do the same thing. We bookend our day with gratitude. Mm -hmm. um, if you want to take your journal journey a little bit deeper, get an accountability buddy. I, you know, my partner for this journal, who also happens to be my significant other, he and I, every morning we meditate together when he's in town. And, and then we read our journals to each other after mm -hmm. we journal. And that gives us an additional layer of accountability. Right. Oh, it's so good. You know, I love that you talk about uh, 
gratitude and, and starting the day with that and also ending the day with that. And one of the things that we have found in, um, in our research and studies and that we like to, to let people know about is that you cannot be angry and grateful mm-hmm. at the same time. Like it is physically impossible to be both. So if you're feeling frustrated with things that are happening in the world or there's feels like, you know, a day is out of control or uphill or whatever, if you can just get into that habit, you know, talk about, you know, habit stacking, right? Having that, that of gratitude, right? When you incorporate gratitude and, and breathing, right? Then you, the, the anger and the fear and all those things start dissipating because you can't have them at the same time. So I love that you're incorporating that as a practice because the more you have that as a practice, the more the irritants, they drop away because they can't live in the same plane. They can't experience the same thing with that. So um, how long have you personally been using your new journal? Um, So I have been using it probably for about a year now. Mm -hmm. Um, So as we would finish a section, I would just literally print it off on my printer and start using it. Right. And so now, I mean, it's really awesome. I've actually got one right here. So you can see how thick it is. <laughs> yeah, it's a manual. But I, yeah, so I've actually, um, this is the first time I, I was using a prototype for a quarter, but this is the first time I've actually got the hard bound with the tabs and everything like that. So it's so much fun that it is, people have likened it to birthing a baby, which I definitely feel like that's what it was. I mean, I was, <laughs> when I finally got it in the mail, I was like kissing it and hugging it. You know, I was so excited. <laughs> I love it. And I love that it has the heart on there as well. You know, coming mm-hmm. from that, that heart space of loving yourself uh, to be able to choose the life that you want to live, right? And, and in these pages to be able to um, be really clear about, you know, what kind of year do you want to have? A lot of people got disempowered for the last couple of years, but this is a brand new start to a year where you get to be at choice of what you want to have and you get to co-create with life as far as what that actually looks like. So Casey, I know people are going to want to stay in contact with you. They're going to want to be able to get a hold of the journal. How can they do those things? Best way to find the journal is just to go to my website, caseyhaston.com. There's a link to the journal on the homepage, um, but it will also be available soon on Amazon and in Barnes and Nobles and on Etsy. I love it. So, so great. So as you know, our theme for this year is um, people who are fighting for freedom. In what ways are you fighting for freedom in the world at this time? I would have to say it's my journal. And, and it's not freedom from oppression or anything like that. It's kind of free. Well, maybe it's oppression of yourself, mm. that kind of freedom. This is yeah. going to give you the freedom to wake up, to step into your power and to just live your biggest life on your highest, most loving timeline. I love it. So, so great. I mean, nothing's more important in being able to stand for your own freedom, to be able to live the life that you want to live, right? And by creating it in these pages gives you a perfect opportunity to see what's important to you and how you want to do that. So I just want to thank you so much for your wisdom and for being here with us today. Thank you so much. Uh, And to our listeners, thank you for being here. And until we connect again, live your spa life and stand in your freedom. Bye for now. Bye-bye. Thank you for being part of the Live Your Spa Life show. It is my intention for you to receive the one message meant for you today and that you'll share it with at least one person who also needed to hear this message. Be sure to subscribe to the show so that you get alerted to each new show that's posted. I would so appreciate your five-star review and any comments, questions, or suggestions for future topics. 
As a thank you, I'd love to share a complimentary resource with you. You can get it at dianehaffman.com forward slash crisis. With all of the uncertainty in the world, you may be facing many different types of crisis. This resource will help you to not only avoid crisis, but when you are faced with one, to move through it much more smoothly. Remember, power doesn't happen outside of you. You are your own power. Living a life of faith, joy, and freedom is there for you if you choose it. Oh,